What is going on, everyone? Welcome into another episode of The Hangout in the Holy Land, the flagship show for the Land Grant Holy Land network of podcasts. My name is Colton Denning, and I am probably coming to you on Wednesday, October 23rd, 2019. So welcome into the show. Make sure to visit us and subscribe to the show, either on Apple Podcasts, follow along on Spotify, wherever else you get your podcast, and holler at us on Twitter, at Holy Land Pod. We are back this week with another preview podcast, and it's the biggest game of the season so far, folks. It, one that maybe got a little bit diminished for what happened to Wisconsin last week against Illinois, but still should be very exciting nonetheless. And to preview this game and to talk about all things Wisconsin, I am joined by one of the contributors over at Bucky's Fifth Quarter. Dot com and his name is Tyler Hunt. Tyler, what's going on? Also, he co-hosts the Bucky's Fifth Podcast. We got to say that. <laughs> uh, well, thank you for that plug. Uh, it's going good. Obviously, like you said, the uh, the loss to Illinois uh, certainly hurts uh, the Badgers in terms of their uh, you know run down the season. But they've got a, a good chance to maybe right that ship and uh, still a huge game. Top 15 matchup between uh, the Buckeyes and the Badgers. And, you know, we, we we haven't been on the right side when we've taken on Ohio State much. I think you guys have won nine of the last ten. Uh, but there always been good games and, and exciting games. So anytime we can get, uh, you know, a, a game against the Buckeyes, it's always uh, fun, even though we uh, are usually on the losing end of that one. <laughs> Let, let's just rip this Band-Aid off right now. Well, what happened sure. last week? Oh, man, it's a mixture of things. You know, I, I was looking back. I was watching some of the game. Um, uh, yesterday and, and saw a little bit this morning when we were working on our podcast uh, at Bucky's fifth quarter. And really, there's a there's a couple of things. I think overall in the game, um, the offensive play calling was ultra conservative, which we've seen a little bit uh, from the Badgers so far this season. Uh, it, Northwestern was kind of the same way where the Badgers kept being conservative and eventually Northwestern got some things going and eventually kind of crept back into this game. And then you, you saw that against Illinois, and you know they're up two scores, obviously, and and still playing conservative the way Paul Christ uh, tends to do in these tight games like that. But I think the biggest difference in the second half was was the offensive production and more so uh, the turnovers. Obviously, Jonathan Taylor put that ball uh, on the ground. He, he hasn't really had the fumble bug much this season, but at the same time, uh, it's been something that's plagued him in the earlier stages of his career. Uh, and of course, Illinois came down and scored after that. And then the Badgers get the ball back, and you're thinking, okay, let's let's go to JT, let's pick up a first down or two, and uh, run this clock out and get out of there. And then uh, Jack Cohn throws a untimely interception. And at that point, at that point, in my mind, it was over. I, I didn't think we were going to win this game simply because they had uh, the ball in such great field position, and, and the Badgers just didn't have a chance. And so. Uh, it really just kind of melted down in that second half where you didn't get anything going on offense. You let a team like that hang around that shouldn't be hanging around with you. And uh, it certainly came back to bite them. So. How much did that loss affect, or I guess how much has that loss affected the perception of this game on the Wisconsin side of things? You know, I think it's still a big game. I know th- there's been a lot of people that uh, you know have jumped ship, and, and that's kind of the nature of the beast with Wisconsin fans. Where sometimes if they don't win every game, and, and you know now they got Ohio State, who, who's much you know bigger and talented, and, you know more talented than the Badgers roster. All of a sudden, you know people are are off the ship, even though at the beginning of the season they didn't even expect to be you know six and one coming into this game I think anybody would take that 
uh, coming into this game because you had the Michigans and the Michigan States on the schedule. So for me personally, uh, I think the loss certainly hurts. Obviously, uh, you're not supposed to lose to a two and four team uh, like Illinois, but at the same time, the Badgers have opportunities in front of them. They've got this game. They've got a ranked Minnesota team, and they've got uh, you know a ranked Iowa team down the stretch. And then if you were to somehow uh, get to that you know Big Ten championship game, you you have another chance against either Ohio State or we're looking like maybe Penn State. Uh, down the stretch, you know, playing Indianapolis. So there's certainly doubt that's kind of crept in. You know, our fan pulse poll, confidence poll that we write on uh, SB Nation site every week we dropped from 98% to 71. So the fan base is little uh, and unrest when you lose to Illinois. But at the same time, I think they see that there's opportunities in front of them to to take advantage of. It's interesting that you brought up the the being six and one thing because like it, like you said, if you told a lot of Wisconsin fans before the season, hey, you're going to be six and one against Ohio State going into that game, a lot of them would probably take it. New quarterback, new offensive line, new pieces on the defense. But it, it seems to me that a lot of the disappointment probably is like referencing what you said. They got past Michigan. They got past Michigan State. And now with the loss to Illinois, it's like okay, if you lose to Ohio State, whatever. But in losing that game to Illinois after you pass those other two tough defenses and two tough uh, teams is, okay, a loss to Ohio State now puts you at the point where you're two games behind Minnesota in the conference race, and now you're tied with Iowa, who also has two losses. So it's like one of those interesting perception things that, yeah, if you told everybody, hey, we'd be 6-1, and one, it's fine, but you beat Michigan, you beat Michigan State, but then you lose to Illinois, that probably throws things off a little bit. Yeah, I mean, the ground in college football can certainly shift pretty rapidly. I think you've seen that, you know, example one with a team like Georgia a couple weeks ago, how yeah. uh, their you know, perception changed, and, and the same thing bit Wisconsin this past week. And I, I think there certainly was an effect of, you know, we've gotten through those two tough games. We, we're, we're coming into this Illinois game. If we if we win that Illinois game and we're undefeated, go into Ohio State, and then if you get caught in one of those look-ahead spots, it, it can come back to bite you. It's a real thing in college football, and a lot of teams deal it, deal with it. And unfortunately, uh, Wisconsin got bit by that bug this past weekend. And another big truth about college football, too, is that you're probably not as good as your best game and you're not as bad as your worst game. So whatever we saw from Wisconsin in that Michigan game where they just steamrolled them and then last week against Illinois, it's probably somewhere in the middle or closer to what we saw against Michigan because you just look at the raw numbers. Wisconsin's still 7th in SP Plus this season. They got the 22nd ranked offense and the second defense. Despite that loss, things are still looking up and getting into this matchup what what are a couple of things, just from a general point of view, that you're most looking forward to watching in this game? Well, you know, I think what's really interesting and what we talked about a little bit in, on our preview podcast for the game, I think the big thing is these two defenses. Obviously, you've got the number one total defense and the number two defenses uh, going head to head. So I'm really interested to see how Wisconsin offense or Wisconsin defensively uh, matches up with the Ohio State offense. Obviously, you've got. J.K. Dobbins that they're going to have to try and slow down, but this year you've also got Justin Fields, uh, who can who can run the football pretty well uh, and throw the ball well. So for Wisconsin, you haven't quite been tested like this so far this season. Um, you know they haven't gone against a dynamic quarterback like that. Shea Patterson doesn't have the same abilities uh, that uh, Justin Field ha- Fields has. So really, can this defense rebound from a game where they kind of got gashed by Reggie Corbin? Uh, didn't really get killed in the passing game. You know, Brandon Peters only completed nine passes last weekend, 
but there was just enough plays where where Illinois' offense could get in rhythm. So I think you you kind of look at that and you go, okay, how does how does Wisconsin try and attack, uh, you know, an Ohio State defense that is heads and tails above an Illinois one? And uh, it'll be interesting to see if they can keep that contain and, and try to tread tread water on the defense, and if they can get some stops. You know, I think the big uh, aspect will be kind of like on third down. Uh, for the Badgers, being able to get off the field and not uh, let the Buckeyes sustain drives is going to be crucial to that uh, defensive success. What do you think the best or most likely scenario, not scenario, but what, what's the best strategy for Wisconsin's defense in this game to is it to attack? Is it load up the box, make Justin Fields in the passing game beat you, or is it, hey, we believe in our run defense, we know we, we got shredded a little bit by Corbett and what Illinois did, but we still feel confident that we can match up numbers in the box, make plays, and not completely leave our secondary out to dry against the guys out wide. Well, I think part of it, too, is, you know, this secondary is, you know, they've came a long, we- a long way since from where they were last year. Obviously, last year, they were uh, mostly freshmen and sophomore that had really no experience and were thrown out there before they were ready. Um, this year they look to be coming along and, and obviously have made improvements, but against Illinois, even though they only completed, you know, a few passes, there were still some pretty big chunk plays. And now I think, um, I, I don't know if Jim Leonard and, you know, coming into this game is, feels comfortable, you know, leaving his guys one-on-one against obviously the, the talent that Ohio state has at receiver. Uh, so I think you're going to have to, if you're for Wisconsin, you're going to have to be confident in your run defense and, and not and give you know be able to drop some extra guys in the secondary to help. I just don't know if the Wisconsin secondary, you know, speed wise, like we've always seen in these Ohio State Wisconsin games, I don't know if the Badgers in that in that you know back end of the defense can hang with the speed of Ohio State and their you know groups of receivers. So I think you're going to have to play off a little bit. You're going to have to maybe let them get their underneath stuff. And uh, you hope that your linebackers and your uh, defensive line, who've played pretty well so far this season, can can keep you in that ball game and and make some third downs and and get off the field at times. Speaking of another area and guy who's come a long way in, in this season and improved is quarterback Jack Cohn. He he won that job, and not a lot of people outside of the Wisconsin fan base knew a lot about him. But as the seasons progressed, seems like he's he's fit pretty well. I always like to joke that like the perfect day for a Wisconsin quarterback is going 14 of 17 for 188 yards, two touchdowns, and no interceptions. And when you look at the Michigan game, 13 of 16, no touchdowns, but no interceptions. Michigan State, 18 of 21, one touchdown, no interceptions. How, how has he been able to progress as he's really cemented his spot as the starting quarterback this season and what's that threshold of passes in this game where you feel comfortable with but if it goes over you're like uh uh oh this this isn't a good spot for us to be in (laughs) yeah I mean Jack is you know obviously coming into the season he dealt with a lot of things with you know the highly touted and highly recruited Graham Mertz you know being the biggest Wisconsin recruit uh, that the Badgers have ever landed at the quarterback position, and a lot of people were clamoring for for Mertz to be the starter. But if you ever if you watch any spring practices or fall practices, excuse me, you saw that he wasn't ready, and Jack was was clearly the guy. And I think he he brought a lot of that same confidence into the season. And you know, no, I'm the guy. Uh, I don't have to deal with being thrown in like he was a lot last year when Hornybrook was hurt. Uh, so I think that confidence has helped him. And you know, really, like you said, Wisconsin stat lines from a quarterback is exactly that. Uh, they really don't have to do too much as long as they take care of the football. And I think we, so far we've seen that. He hasn't been plagued with the turnover bug like Alex Hornibrook 
uh, whatever your opinions on him from you know Wisconsin fan base, he turned the ball over a lot uh, these last two seasons. And so far, Cone has not done that. He's been that prototypical game manager. But at the same time, he's made some plays uh, when he's had to. He's, I think this year he's got uh, a pretty good group of weapons with Quintez Cephas, and you've got like a Jake Ferguson at tight end. Uh, that he's been able to go to, and maybe those guys have made some plays to not not necessarily bail him out of throws, uh, but but help him out in, in some of those situations. So uh, I, I'm really I I like what Jack has done so far. Obviously, the turnover last week, you know, that a crucial time and can't happen. But I think he knows that, and I think he'll uh, you know be ready to bounce back. But so far, you know, faced with adversity. He's handled it pretty well, but this is definitely going to be his his biggest test when you've got guys like uh, Chase Young coming at you, you know, head on fire, ready to hit you. So, and a, a lot of the talk, probably at least from about the Wisconsin offense prior to this game, is going to be like, "Hey, can Jack Cohn handle the load? Can he make plays if the game's close for Wisconsin to win?" But something that was very interesting to me was something you wrote about after the Illinois game, and that was. Uh, Wisconsin's running game in the last three Big Ten games. They averaged 3.6 yards per carry against Northwestern, 4.8 against Michigan State, and 3.6 last week against Illinois. And 4.8 definitely isn't, you know, that, you're not a slouch if you're doing that against Michigan State. But those last, those three games haven't really been exactly what we expected from Wisconsin. Once it looked like, okay, this, this line has really started to gel in. They have the best running back in the country. What's been the reason that, I don't know if struggle's the right word, but why haven't things exactly been clicking the way that they were early in the season? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing for the for specifically the run game has been uh, the offensive line just hasn't been as dominating as they have in years past. And obviously coming into the season, uh, that was a concern because you had so many new faces and moving parts. Uh, I think in the Illinois game, you, obviously they battled some injuries, and I think that played a big role, and they should get those guys back in, in the right positions for this week. Uh, but overall, on top of that, I think some of the schemes can get a little stale for Wisconsin. We saw it last year a lot, where, where teams were keying on Jonathan Taylor, you know, to run you know, between certain gaps, uh, left or right, and and that was kind of the basis of their offense. When, but when you think of Wisconsin teams of years past, you know, with Melvin Gordon and James White and Monte Ball, those teams, there were so many more moving parts. You know, the jet sweeps were, was something that Wisconsin. You know, you know, killed it on for for years, and they kind of got away from that last year. And we've seen it back in there and worked in there at times. Uh, but so far this season, they haven't uh, really put in a ton of new wrinkles to to really throw some defenses off. And when teams can sit back there and key on Jonathan Taylor, it makes it that much harder to move the football because every team in the Big Ten has faced him. They know how talented he is. He's a household name, so you're obviously going to key on him and make. Uh, you know, a Jack Cohn and, and some other guys beat you. So I think, you know, getting more creative with the offense is certainly something that they're going to have to do. And, you know, maybe they, maybe they pull some of that out this week. But uh, if they don't, it'll, it'll certainly create an opportunity for Ohio State to key on, on JT because he's, he's far and away the Badgers' best offensive option in this game. I'm excited to delve a little bit more into that matchup. But before we do that, we're going to take a break right here on the Hangout in the Holy Land. And we'll be back with more Ohio State-Wisconsin talk with Tyler Hunt, from Bucky's fifth quarter. All right, welcome back into the Hangout in the Holy Land. We're talking about Ohio State's big Saturday showdown in the Horseshoe this Saturday at noon against the Wisconsin Badgers with Tyler Hunt over at Bucky's fifth quarter. Before we took the break, uh, Tyler, you you talked about 
Wisconsin's run game and, and obviously Jonathan Taylor being being the focal point of that. Is that the most important matchup that if Wisconsin's going to win this game or it's going to be a game late into the fourth quarter, they, they have to be able to, to run the ball successfully and, and keep the pressure off of that passing game and, and not make Jack Cohn throw 30, 35 times? Yeah, yeah. Certainly, if the Badgers are throwing 30 to 35 times, uh, they're they're probably in trouble and playing catch-up. So if you're, you know, like you, we talked about a little bit earlier, I think if you were keeping it under 20, 20 to 25 passes, if you were in that range, you're probably uh, in good shape with, with just how Wisconsin's offense has kind of worked. Um, you know, so obviously, yeah, the run game is going to be key uh, for for them to not only score points and and be productive and hang in this game, but at the same time, it, it's the run game has to be strong just simply to control the clock. I mean, Wisconsin leads the nation time of possession so far this season. They've done a great job of keeping the football and and keeping the game in the pace that they want to. Um, and I think it's going to be, you know, even more important this week because we've seen these matchups in the past. You know, the, I think to the 2017 Big Ten Championship game, Wisconsin, you know, they, they controlled the clock. They got those drives uh, and they sustained them and they, and they got points. But usually it was a field goal uh, and they didn't punch a lot in for seven. And I don't think you're going to uh, beat a team like Ohio State only getting three points. So I think if you're Wisconsin, you really have to sustain these drives simply to win the time of possession battle and keep, you know, Justin Fields and J.K. Dobbins on the sidelines. And at the same time, I, I think it's it's it helps them in the, in the field uh, field position game. If you can, maybe you don't score you know, every drive that you have the ball, but if you keep the ball uh, away from them and then you, you punt it and you're, you're playing the field position game, which Wisconsin does well, uh, you, you give yourself a chance to hang around and strike late. And then, you know, you think about these battles that these two teams have had over uh, recent years, other than, of course, that 59 to nothing Big Ten championship, which I don't want to get too into. Uh, but you think about it, that's kind of how all this matchup plays out. And I think the Badgers, if you, if you want to win these games, you have to win that time of possession battle. You, know, you have to sustain drives. In every game Wisconsin won last year, they won the time of possession battle. In every game that they lost last year, they lost that battle. So it kind of comes down to, to keeping the football um, and, and shortening the game, and, and that's how the Badgers are going to have to beat uh, a more talented team. So That's definitely, I think, the most important aspect to, to this being a game in Wisconsin winning. But what's the area that you are most confident that, hey, maybe we can't dominate here, but I feel like we can have success? You know, I think uh, on the offensive side of the ball, I think the the – Line being healthy will give them success to run the ball um, and at least you know keep that offensive balance. But I, I think the bigger thing is the defense. So far, it's been the it's been the storyline of this team. Uh, the front seven specifically has has been so talented and and so well disciplined against the run. Uh, you know, obviously last week they they got gashed a little bit, but at the same time, you know they they still come into this week uh, with the nation's top defense, and that's because they were so dominating in those first uh, five weeks. And obviously, it helps when you're playing defense in Camp Randall. They had those five straight home games, and we saw what happens now that they've gone on the road and, and taken on a good rushing attack. So maybe it regressed to the mean a little bit. But I think if you're if you're holding out confidence in Wisconsin, I think you have to hold on. Uh, to the confidence in the front seven that maybe you can shut that run game down uh, and make Ohio State beat you with either the chunk plays or or throwing through the air. Uh, but at the same time, uh, that that read option offense that that Ohio State does so well has always hurt the Badgers in the past. You know, you think of all the time JT Barrett ran it on them and picked up five six yards and, and kept drives alive. So uh, I think that's going to be the key. 
but at the same time, I think that's Wisconsin's strength as they come into this ballgame. On the flip side, what area are you most concerned about? I think I'm most concerned about uh, the secondary in a way, uh, simply because they're still a young group. And although uh, they they have played pretty well in, in their limited opportunities, they haven't faced uh, an attack quite like this. Uh, the secondary is still fairly young, and they're experienced now. But they're, you know, they're a young, experienced. But at the same time, they haven't played a passing attack or a speed, you know, a f- you know speed attack uh, like Ohio State brings. Obviously, you guys have have talent all over the field and, and all over your receiving core and out of the backfield. And I just don't know if that secondary is is ready. So I, I hopefully they can prevent uh, those chunk plays. But uh, you know, you see. In the past, how Ohio State has has beaten Wisconsin, it's been those big plays into the Big Ten championship game again, where you know, our safety Joe Ferguson got beat on a on a deep ball and things like that, where you know they score quickly and all of a sudden you're playing catch up, and Wisconsin doesn't play catch up as well as they do, you know, having a lead and and running the clock out. So I think the secondary is certainly something uh, that the, the Badger fans are, are concerned about, and it was the struggle last season, and I think that struggle has still. Uh, been there so far this season and then finally what is your prediction for Saturday's game sure um, I I predicted it I think the Badgers will cover the spread if you're interested in in the Vegas aspect of it uh, I picked uh, Ohio State to win 31-21 kind of similar uh, similar to how these teams have always played where it's going to be tight uh, maybe late and you know Wisconsin defense will you know maybe make a stop to get the ball back but uh, they just don't uh, convert and put up enough points to uh, to do it but I think uh, they'll they'll hang tough uh, in this game and obviously if you were undefeated coming into this game and you hung tough with Ohio State uh, there's there's nothing to hang your head about but if if that happens after a, a bad loss to Illinois it certainly derails your season a bit but uh that's that's where I'm leaning and thinking so far. Well, it should be a lot of fun. This is definitely, I think, far and away the best opponent that Ohio State has played so far this season. I think that the individual matchups like we talked about, whether it's Jonathan Taylor against this defense or Ohio State's offense against Wisconsin's defense, it's just going to be a lot of fun to watch and really going to be a litmus test for both teams to see where they really stand when it comes to, you know, the the national nationally, whether where they are in terms of, of being the best. I don't even know what I'm trying to say here. You get it. The matchup's going to be super great, and I can't wait for it. And if you want to check out anything from the Wisconsin side of it, be sure to visit Bucky'sFifthQuarter.com. Also, follow them on Twitter at B5Q. You can also listen to their podcast, which Tyler is a co-host of, and you may hear a familiar voice on their Ohio State preview this week. Uh, that is Bucky's fifth podcast Find it there. And Tyler, where are you at on Twitter? I am at at Tyler L. Hunt on Twitter. Make sure to follow Tyler there. You can follow us as a site at LaneGrant33. Follow the show at Holy Land Pod. Make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Follow along on Spotify. We will have a lengthy recap episode after that Wisconsin game. Remember to send all of your tweets, takes, questions, comments, anything you thought about the game over to there and I'll talk about them here on the show that'll be later on Saturday or early Sunday depending how crazy it is and how much bush light I've drank I don't know we we will see but (laughs) that is when we will catch you for the next episode I want to thank you guys for listening to today's episode for Tyler Hunt and Bucky's fifth quarter my name is Colton Denning we are the hangout in the holy land and go Bucks.